On May 25, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, died after a white police officer holding his knee on Floyd's neck, pinned him to the pavement while he was in handcuffs. Chief National Correspondent Matt Gutman was in Santa Monica, California overnight where hundreds were arrested. People are running through the Music City Tunnel right now, but you're coming to us as people were marching. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What's up, guys, and welcome into the third episode of the Real Talk Podcast. My name is Tyler, and this week I felt it was more than appropriate to spend the duration of this podcast talking about some of the events that are currently going on in our world right now. And before I kind of dive into any of the subjects I want to touch on in this podcast, I felt that it was not only important, but very appropriate for me to touch on a couple of things before I get started. And the first of that being that I am a 22-year-old white male from the Midwest. I, in this past week or two, have become very well aware more now than ever. My eyes have opened to the fact that I have certain advantages that should not exist because of the color of my skin. And with that leads to this. I do not understand racism. And what I mean by that when I say I don't understand racism is I am not blind to the fact that racism occurs and exists in our country every single day. I'm not blind to the fact that racism occurs in our states, in our community, in our classrooms, in the workplace every single day. I am not blind to the fact that because of the color of my skin, I am born with certain advantages that people of color are not born with. I am well aware of the fact that people of color, regardless of what financial situation or home or area they are born into, they are born with their own set of disadvantages that white people do not have to deal with and that that is a problem and that should not exist. And I feel like it would be an incredibly inappropriate, incredibly ignorant for me to come onto this podcast and talk to you guys like I understand racism because I do not. I've never had to experience it firsthand and that's what makes it inappropriate for everyone who is claiming to understand. We do not understand in the slightest. We can try to relate to in some of the ways possible, but we will never fully understand what it means to be racially profiled in everyday life. We don't understand. We don't fucking understand. I have never had to fear for my life with an encounter I've had with a police officer. I have never had to fear for my life at a traffic stop. And until we have to do that, we do not understand. We hope that we never have to. And we should hope that they, people of color, never have to either. We are allowed to support. We are allowed to join in on this cause, on this movement. But we as white people cannot sit here and say that we understand racism. We do not. We have not had to experience it. We have not had to live it. And myself personally, the way I've grown up, I've never even really had to deal with it, which could be a blessing in its own because that means that the people I surround myself with, the community I come from, there wasn't a lot of racism, if any at all. I am aware of my privilege now more than ever, and I felt that it's important, and I feel that it's important for anyone with any size platform, large, small. I have like 50 annual listeners, but you bet your ass I'm going to talk to these 50 people about what is right and what is wrong, and I'm going to do it with the utmost respect for those who are struggling and those who are fighting this fight and fighting this battle, that I am supporting this change and I hope this change is long lasting and permanent and this is not temporary. This is not a situation you can put a band-aid on and it's going to go away. So let's go ahead and run the intro. And a 
Cyrus plus red and blue lights told me pull over. I should feel safer, but expired plates on old Toyotas means I can't afford to pay tickets. So to these racist rollers, they could pull the trigger. Family can't afford to pay the lawyer. Say the word, they tell me you got access to a league of warriors. Eyes haven't seen what heaven keeps in store for us. That's more of us. But in this life, some wars we can't avoid. I wrote this the day they killed George Floyd. We won't forget your story. And the last thing I kind of want to touch on before we dive into these topics and the things I want to talk about, I just want to make it known that I'm not a political person. I have not invested the time that is appropriate and necessary to educate myself on government, the voting system, news and current events. Like It's just something that I've disregarded for so long because I felt like if it didn't directly affect me, then it didn't matter. And that's where I was so wrong. And somehow I feel like from our parents' generation to ours, the value and importance of news and current events and government and educating ourselves on how it all works and how we can elect the correct people to go into office, whether it be local, state, whatever, I feel like this generation has lost the value of what the voting system is, what we can do with our voice, with our vote. We decide who is going to be the person or persons creating the rules, creating laws for us to live out our lives. And I feel like we have just become blind to the fact, especially people like me, white people in the middle of nowhere, where it doesn't directly affect us. We have just had our eyes closed and shut off because it hasn't been affecting us. And now we are getting a glimpse and a small idea of what certain people, people of color are having to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, things that we will never have to deal with and things that they should never have to deal with. And I feel personally responsible for not educating myself and being more self-aware of the things that go on every single day because it could just as easily be me as it is them and that's not saying in terms of race it's just saying in terms of situation I could have been born into a situation worse than the one I was and that's where in the previous podcasts I have discussed that everyone's version of pain is valid everyone's version of hurting and their emotions and their trauma and their past every person's version of that is valid. And while I haven't been the most educated in these things, what I feel I can do as a person is acknowledge the fact and apologize for the fact that I have not been more self-aware, that I can vow that I'm going to going forward, educate myself more and more, provide my voice, provide my vote, provide my support for everything that I believe in. And this is something that I am on board with and I believe in. I feel like at the point our nation is currently at with all of this, that being the the looting and rioting has begun to slow down the last two days and you're at the point where I believe we're starting to play the blame game rightfully so but today is actually Friday I'm posting this this evening I am writing recording editing and posting this all in one day it's gonna be like a 12 to 14 hour day but I wanted the information the stories and the things I'm gonna talk about to be the most up-to-date valid recent information that I can provide and what I mean by playing the blame game is people want other people to be held accountable for their actions. And there are a lot of people doing it the right way. There are some people doing it the wrong way. Personally, after the extensive research, communication, conversations, everything that I've viewed, listened to, this is who I think should be blamed. Those who use their occupation that being police officers and the power that comes with being a police officer. And they use that power negatively to inflict damage or violence, whether that be emotional, physical, mental, 
damage on people, people of color specifically, they are who should be blamed. Those who are colleagues of those specific officers who are inflicting damage and violence against people of color for no good reason, they who turn their cheek, turn their shoulder to the violence that is taking place and maybe aren't directly impacting and contributing to what is going on, but are contributing with their silence. You who turn your cheek and turn your shoulder to the situation at hand, that is violence and damage against people of color are contributing just as much in my opinion. You are contributing. Those are who should be blamed. And those who choose to disrespect and defy a movement that has the utmost intent of being peaceful, that being Black Lives Matter for their own personal gain to loot and riot small businesses, local businesses, whatever the case may be. They're choosing their own personal gain in that moment to cause destruction and cause riot and divert attention from the problem at hand, what people are fighting so hard for, that being equal rights. They are pulling the attention away from the situation at hand, and those are the people who are to blame. As I said before, I'm a 22-year-old white male from the Midwest. I do not understand racism because I have never had to deal with it specifically firsthand in my life on a day-to-day basis, and I feel it's inappropriate for me to say so. So here's how I'm going to provide how I make my connection to the things that are taking place in the world and how maybe I can offer some insight on how some people who are listening to this can make a connection to how people of color are feeling. Not that we will fully understand, but we can begin to understand feel a similar feeling to what they are. I'm not speaking specifically in terms of race or skin color. I'm speaking in how myself as a 22-year-old male from the Midwest can begin to even relate to how people of color have had to feel in their day-to-day lives fearing for their life for generations. I'm going to try in myself, in my own experiences, find a way to do that because while I recognize that it's completely inappropriate for me to say that I understand racism when I do not, I understand that if I'm going to begin to try and involve myself and speak on this, and if I'm going to put it on a platform for people to listen to, I want to provide my own personal connection and how I can find a way to even start to relate to what people of color are having to go through and maybe even for those of my listeners who haven't found that yet and need some motivation or some push or some insight on how they can find ways in their own lives to even begin to relate while it's not the same trauma it's not the same injustice by any means we don't deal with what people of color have to deal with but we can begin to find a similar feeling and here's what I came up with Me being who I am, having been born and raised in the town that I was, born into the family that I had and the financial situation of that family, I know what it feels like to feel different. And what I mean by that is I was born into a town that was predominantly white. They were country. A lot of people had money, maybe not a ton of money, but enough money to live a very solid, respectable life. And the family that I was born into wasn't a two-parent household, was very inconsistent, we didn't have the best financial situation, and I'm not here to dive deep on that because that's not the point and it's not about me. The point is that I would wear the same outfits to school multiple times a week because I didn't feel comfortable with what I had or I didn't have a lot or 
I would have to put a dollar in gas in my car some days just to be able to drive home. I didn't drive the nicest car, so I parked in the back of the parking lot. I didn't have the nicest clothes. I didn't have the nicest shit. That wasn't my set of cards. And while I'm not directly relating that to the injustice that people of color experience on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm saying that as people who are not people of color, who want to be supportive of those who are so passionate and fighting for what they believe in and what is right, we need to find a way that we can even begin to relate to what they are feeling. And in my opinion, the conversations I've had with friends of mine who are people of color have just said in some instances it makes them feel lesser, it makes them feel different, it makes them feel like second-class citizens. And that's how I felt in my school, middle school, junior high, high school. I wasn't popular, I wasn't cool, I didn't have the coolest shit, I didn't have the coolest car, I never had friends over, and I very rarely went to hang out with friends. I was a kid who didn't get along with a lot of people my age, I was lost, I didn't have the direction and the guidance I needed to evolve as a person early on, so I fell behind and I felt different and I felt like I didn't belong and I felt worthless in a way. And from the conversations that I've had with my friends who are people of color, they feel like Everything that goes on and has gone on in their generation, their parents, their grandparents, that's what it makes them feel like. They feel different. And that is fucked up because I know how I felt in that situation. And that doesn't even remotely begin to compare to how people of color feel as they are racially profiled everywhere they go, every single day, no matter what. They go anywhere. They feel like they're getting stared at. They feel like they're being judged. And that's how I felt in a sense. And no, it does not directly compare on any level. Theirs is significantly more serious than mine. Mine is just a little white kid problem from the Midwest. A little white kid who had a problem. That's what it is. But if we are going to show our support, we cannot act like we understand racism because we have not experienced it. We must dive into our own bag, our own set of memories, our own issues, and we need to find a starting point where we can even start to relate to the things that people of color have had to deal with for so long. It's all about making a connection, and I know I probably sound quite repetitive at this point, but it's something that needs to be made very clear. We don't understand racism. We need to try and find a connection, a connection that will lead us to even remotely feel what they are feeling. The feelings that I felt when I was in those situations, I felt disgusting. I felt terrible about myself day in and day out. I dreaded going to school. It got to the point where I would literally come up with reasons to be called out. I did not get my A-plus certificate, which is the thing that pays for some of your college because of attendance. That was what did it for me because of attendance, because I did not feel like I belonged. I did not feel like I was wanted. And that is what some of the conversations I've had has led to. That's how people of color are feeling. And nobody should feel that way. I shouldn't feel that way, but they should not feel that way because they were born with a different skin color than us. They are not different. We are all people. There is only one race, and that is the human race. We're all children of God. They are our brothers and sisters, and they are struggling and being treated unfairly, and it is our job to step up and try and make a connection and try and even relate to how they have been treated and just offer our support in this movement. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson. Don't click out. Don't say fuck this. You'll find this a little bit interesting, and it's information that I feel like everyone needs to know and it's things 
in a sense that we were taught about in our history classes throughout our schooling in our younger years, but there are loopholes to certain things, so hear me out. December 31st, 1865, slavery was abolished, aka the 13th Amendment, shortly following the 15th Amendment granted men of color the ability to vote. And with their ability to vote, that could be stripped away if they were convicted of committing a crime, if they were criminalized. So along with these two amendments, the Jim Crow laws, everything else that was put into effect to quote-unquote improve the lives and the well-being of people of color, just specifically males at that time, there were loopholes to it. Shortly after these were passed, many, 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 many people of color, the vast majority, were criminalized, so they would need to remain slaves. Their family would remain slaves, their wife, their kids, they would lose their ability to vote, so they were going overseas or fighting in wars for our country, the land of the free, not even for their own freedom. They were not fighting for their own freedom. They were fighting for the freedom of their boss or quote-unquote owner, even though that term is disgusting, at the time. These are the things that we should be focusing on. I did not know this. I wasn't aware of the loopholes that were used in these amendments to continue down the path of racism and slavery, and I, I had no idea. Call me ignorant. Say I'm not educated to the point that I should be. You're right. Going back to I don't understand racism, I don't. I'm not educated. I don't think I was properly educated when I was supposed to be learning about these things. I remember the 13th Amendment, slavery is abolished. 15th, men of color were allowed to vote. That's the lesson. That's what the answer is on the test. There's nothing about people of color being criminalized, the vast majority being criminalized, so that the way of life that was the way of life back then is continued. And thankfully, we live in a time, that being 2020, where wrongdoings can be exposed in a matter of minutes, especially similar to the cases we are seeing like Mr. Floyd's. We have the ability to take a video on our phone, to capture the wrongdoings, to post it on social media, and it goes viral in a matter of minutes. We are able to hold people accountable, and with how unhealthy I think social media can be as a whole, I think the way that this has been handled the last few weeks has been incredibly tasteful, and I think that more and more police officers are being exposed for their wrongdoings and the way that they promote and use force and violence, unnecessary force and violence, to get their point across, to exert their dominance. And here's where I feel like it's rather dangerous to play both sides of the ball, so to say. Because this is such a sensitive situation going on right now. But I feel like I am not remaining true to myself and what I want this podcast to represent, which is me trying to build a connection from creator to listener by providing only my own personal beliefs that are unbiased, not influenced by what I think people want to hear. I am going to provide what is me. So I came up with an analogy that I think, while it may not be appreciated, it can be heard, listened to, and respected on what I'm going to say. And what I'm trying to say is a few bad police officers does not define them all. A few bad servers in a restaurant does not define the restaurant. A few bad stalkers that maybe don't put the label out at the grocery store when they're stocking shelves does not define the grocery store. A few bad people does not define a race as a whole. I'm not coming to the defense of police officers. I'm not coming to the defense of them like they need to be defended, but I'm also aware of the fact that some of those police officers are mothers, are fathers, are brothers, are sisters, are sons, are daughters, and they, if that wasn't their occupation, 
would be standing and marching alongside you in these peaceful protests that will kneel with you, that will communicate that they are on your side, that they want what you want. And I'm not sitting here coming to the defense of police officers. I'm those of the group that have the mindset that I, along with everybody else, want these bad eggs picked out. And I feel like any police officer, anyone who exhibits unnecessary amounts of force, violence, anything against anyone or specifically people of color needs to be treated or tried as if they are a regular citizen. Just because you are a police officer and you perform a violent act or a racist act against someone specifically because of their skin color, you need to be treated as if you were a citizen. Suspended without pay or fired is not enough. You should be fired from your job if that's how you are going to present yourself in that uniform. At the point where you are pulling people out of cars, tear gassing people and children, tear gassing peaceful protesters, shooting rubber bullets at peaceful protesters. You deserve to be tried as a citizen. You had some power. You had an occupation where you were allowed to carry weapons that can do damage to people and you inflicted that unnecessarily. You deserve to be tried as a regular citizen. I want to live in a world where people aren't afraid to leave their house because they're scared they will be punished for no reason because of the color of their skin. I want to live in a world where everybody is comfortable leaving their house, where everyone can go to a sporting event, a concert, a gathering of any kind, and feel comfortable that they will not be treated differently, or there will be violence inflicted upon them just because of the way they look. I want to live in a world where everybody is born with the same opportunities, and no one is faced with a different, unnecessary set of disadvantages from birth going forward because of the color of their skin. I want to live in a world where people aren't defending a way of life that is not fair to all of the citizens that reside in that country. Citizens deserve equal chance, fair chance. I want to live in a world where our president is not walking out of the front doors of the White House while everyone around that was peacefully protesting something they are passionate about are running, screaming in fear because they were tear gassed and shot at with rubber bullets so he could walk across the street to go take a photo at a church that he does not attend. It's gotten to the point where it's not enough to just not be racist. Imagine being so inclined on supporting a way of life that is not fair to all that reside in our citizens of this country. Imagine what implications can come. We are facing a pandemic. The president is threatening dropping military into our towns, into our cities, into our states. Can you imagine? A peaceful Sunday afternoon and you have the military knocking on your door because that's just the way of life now. We don't need the military knocking at our door. We just need everything to be equal. We need people to be treated equal. We need opportunity to be equal. We need everyone to have a level playing field. What are you so afraid of? What is so scary about everyone having an equal playing field? Are you intimidated by it? Are you intimidated that if a person of color is starting with the same fair ground, equal opportunity as you, that you will fall behind, that you will not be recognized? If you cannot be be the best of the best at what you want to do, don't do it. You should not be afraid because a person with colored skin has the same opportunity as you. You should not be afraid of allowing someone to have equal opportunity as you. We should not be blind to the fact that people of color are facing disadvantages from birth going forward and then whatever set of cards they are dealt, which they could face their own set of disadvantages from that. I was not born into the most ideal situation with all the money and the parents and all the shit, but they have to deal with their own set of disadvantages. This is not about 
us. I want to live in a world that is fair and equal and peaceful. It does not fucking matter what color your skin is, but you know it really doesn't fucking matter? What I have to say. What I have to say does not fucking matter. I'm a white kid from the Midwest. What I have to say does not matter. So I reached out to some people and I gathered a few quotes, statements from people of color who are directly involved with everything that's going on and I'm going to give them some attention, mention their name if they wanted it, and read what they have to say and what they want to see happen going forward because they are the voices that matter and the people who are directly involved in everything that is going on and are getting the first hand experience at the things that have gone on we have no clue what i have to say it doesn't matter and at this point white people should just shut the fuck up and allow ourselves to be led by the people who are directly impacted by what's going on we can be passionate we can offer our support but we need to be guided in something that we do not understand we need to be guided to learn to understand we will never fully understand but we can begin to we can offer our support we can offer our voice we can offer our platforms but we just need to be led we need to hear what these people have to say. We need to hear what their ultimate goal is. Black lives do matter, but we need to hear what their plan is, what they want to see enforced, what they have to say. They deserve a say. They deserve a voice, and they have a voice, and I'm going to use my platform to give people a voice. So here's what they had to say. This first statement comes from Malik Hughes, 23 years old, Kansas City, Missouri. He said, Things just need to change for the better. Us as black people, we are continually looked at as different and always have been. This country was built on racism and it's just crazy to me. To some people, we are still viewed as less than and looked at like we are slaves back in the 20s. It's disgusting. I just want to say, what if it was the other way around? What if blacks owned whites or any other race back in the day? How would you feel? As far as the Black Lives Matter movement, people that have power need to stop abusing that power and doing things to blacks out of fear. I believe we are making an impact especially with the cops being charged for George Floyd's death, so we are being heard. We still have more work to do. We are not going to stop until we feel looked at as equals and treated as equals. Black lives matter. Second is David Sanchez, 27, New York City. He said, I think for me, an important piece of perspective to understand is that there is truth in every single black person's feelings. For instance, I can think simply doing anything is better than nothing, whereas my brother or sister will feel that if you're not out protesting, you are not doing enough. We are both correct. The easiest thing you can do is have an uncomfortable conversation. Start with someone who loves you and share with your experience. My mom, who is white, has always told me to have grace whenever there's a little old lady holding things up, for example, at the line in the grocery store or the lady who can't quite see over the steering wheel and is going 10 miles per hour under the limit. Recently, I was able to share with my mom that each and every person of color who has been robbed of their life was someone's son or daughter. Any one of those names that we keep hearing again and again could be me. My parents always knew adopting a son of a different color would have people turning and whispering to each other when they saw us in public. They were prepared for that. But it wasn't until recently that I was able to show them just how different the life I live is compared to my white siblings. It wasn't until the most recent slew of police murders that they were able to truly internalize that I could be the next name on a a list that is already far too long. They have always viewed me through a lens of love, but it took me challenging them to see me through the eyes of the world to show them that not everyone views people that look like me, my black brothers and sisters, as equal, as human, as a life. 
And the next thing I want to touch on is a statement that's been floating around in the last week but has kind of subsided because it was completely obliterated right away. And that is the all lives matter argument against black lives matter. So the reason that all lives matter is bullshit is because nobody is saying that black lives are the only lives that matter. People who are promoting this movement, supporting this movement, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement are not saying that black lives are the only lives that matter. They are saying that black lives currently in this day and age are in jeopardy. They are victims of not getting a fair chance at a lot of opportunities that others get. They are racially profiled when they should not be because of the color of their skin. They are not granted equal opportunity at all in everything going on in everyday life. All Lives Matter is completely ignorant because it's similar to if there is a house on fire in a neighborhood. There is one house on fire I don't know how the fire started, don't ask. Are the firefighters going to come and spray water and act as if every house in the neighborhood is on fire because of that one? Are they going to completely drench every house in the neighborhood because one is on fire? No, they're not. Nobody is saying black lives are the only lives that matter. They are saying, help us. We are being unfairly treated. We have been unfairly treated. We are mistreated currently we need help we need support they're asking for our support they are not saying our lives do not matter they are saying that they need help because they are being mistreated like i said before there is one race that is the human race and we are all children of god and they are our brothers and sisters and they are being mistreated they are family we do not condone that. We should not condone that. People should not be granted lesser opportunity. People should not be targeted because of the color of their skin. And that's what Black Lives Matter means. And it is not about all lives matter right now. That is not the case. We understand that all lives matter. They do. But that is not the point of what's going on right now. And for those who are making this strictly political, if that's your viewpoint on things, fairness isn't political. Equal opportunity isn't political. Love is not political. And I feel like sitting here as a white male or a white person in general, it's the absolute least that we can do in providing our support, our presence, our voice in helping support this movement that is the Black Lives Matter movement. Our race, while we specifically or myself, I can speak on specifically, may not have been directly contributing or a part of any racist acts or things that have gone on that have contributed to it getting as bad as it is today or as it was in the past. My race did not do as well as they should have by any means so me as a person I want to offer my complete support my presence and my voice to help make changes that are going to help improve society as a whole because no one deserves to be coming into this world lesser than a different person that's just not the American way or what is preached as the American way I'm not sitting here saying oh um uh I I I have a friend at work that's black, so I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm support. No, fuck that shit, bro. Like tomorrow, I'm going to a rally. I'm going to make my presence known. I'm going to make my voice heard. I'm going to rally and contribute with everyone else who is fighting for what they believe in. Our generation is making our voices heard in the way that we can. And we are very fortunate to have a lot of people who have very large platforms or are helping doing it the right way. And we are promoting the right things and we are fighting for the right cause. Our voices will be heard as we have seen with the case with the 75-year-old man that was shoved down yesterday and it went from 
the police report saying that he tripped and fell to a video leaking of that exact situation and two hours later the cops were suspended without pay I'm not going to speak on what the severity of their punishment should be my point that I'm trying to put across is that our voices are being heard George Floyd his murderer the police officer who committed that violent unnecessary amount of rage and violence against Mr. Floyd raised from third degree murder to second degree murder. The other three officers that were in the area that did not stop that from happening were arrested. There are police officers I've seen in Atlanta and New York and then even Kansas City. Kansas City got a ton of bad publicity about three days ago because police officers were tear gassing random people for no reason peaceful protesters for no reason. We are using our voices and our platforms and our media for the right reasons. And I feel like it is tasteful and it is getting the point across. And if we have a specific goal in mind where us as white people can follow the lead of those who are directly affected by what has been going on for so many years, we can reach that goal and we can reach that goal that is equality among all people and what should have been attained and achieved a long time ago. George Floyd did not ask for this. None of the people of color who are violently attacked, murdered, injured, whatever the case may be, because of the color of their skin, they did not ask for this. Eric Gardner, who had just broken up a fight, did not ask for this. Azelle Floyd, who was walking in his neighborhood, did not ask for this. Tanisha Anderson, who was having a bad mental health breakdown and her brother called 911 for her to get some help, some medical help, did not ask for this. Tamir Rice, who was playing in a park, did not ask for this. Natasha McKenna, who was having a schizophrenic episode when she was tased in Fairfax, Virginia, did not ask for this. Walter Scott, who was going into an auto parts store, did not ask for this. Betty Jones, who answered the door to let Chicago police officers in to help her upstairs neighbor, did not ask for this. Philando Castile, who was driving home from a dinner with his girlfriend, did not ask for this. Botham Jean, who was eating ice cream in his living room in Dallas, did not ask for this. A Tatiana Jefferson was babysitting her nephew at her home in Fort Worth, Texas. She did not ask for this. Eric Reason, who was pulling into a parking spot trying to get some food for his dinner, did not ask for this. Dominique Clayton was sleeping in her bed. She did not ask for this. Brianna Taylor was also asleep in her bed. She did not ask for this. It was supposed to be her 27th birthday today. God rest her soul. And George Floyd was at the grocery store. He did not ask for this. Regardless of your political stance, regardless of your religion, regardless of what your beliefs are on life, regardless of your age, regardless of your race, we should all come to terms with the belief that everyone should be allowed to have equal opportunity at life. Everyone should be able to live freely and not fear for their life leaving their house. Nobody should be racially profiled because of the color of their skin. And us as American citizens, no matter what your race, your age, no matter how involved or educated or uneducated you are in the things going on in our world right now, you need to continue to do better. Continue to educate yourself and learn every single day about the things going on that are affecting the people that live in this country may not directly impact you in this moment. It could tomorrow, it could next week, or it could impact somebody you love. And at that point, you will want the support, the rallying support of everybody that is around you, the people, the American citizens, your friends, your family, to help support you because of something that is going on that you believe is wrong and racism is wrong and there is too much going on in this country. We have a pandemic, a global pandemic going on. We need to do better. We need to do better, and myself specifically, I have not done as well as I need to, and I am well aware of that, and I admit my wrongdoings, and I will continue to grow from that. I will change from that, and I feel like that's the only thing I can offer at this point because I may not have been as educated as I needed to be prior to this event happening. This event has opened a lot of eyes to a lot of people, and we are becoming aware, we are becoming educated, and we are rallying behind you. While we may not understand racism firsthand, we are beginning to try and relate and build that connection to you guys 
people of color so that we can begin to understand and you can help lead us and tell us what we need to do to help support you guys. We are not in charge. My lips are sealed. You tell me what you need. You tell me what I need to do and we will rally behind you and we will support you and we will achieve the goal at hand and that is equality for everyone regardless of race. Don't make the mistake of being a part of a generation that feels every voice needs to be heard and every voice is valid and try to confirm and validate that and make the mistake of being silent. Black lives matter. I will see you guys next time.